you guys. How are you guys? I hope you guys are doing good. Okay, I was about to say great, but then I was like, Zizi Poor, this is not a place where we can be fake and phony. Academics are having us. You know, it's the end of the first term, so we're rounding up all those term essays. And I know for a fact that all the students are just hanging in there by the thinnest of threads. So I'm not even going to expect you guys to be operating at your optimum level right now. I expect all of us to be walking around like a bunch of zombies. I get it, sis. I, I'm here. I'm here with you. I'm there with you. Zombieland, we we in there. We, we inside. Pagat. Okay. But, you know, this weekend I was like, you know what? Let me just take a minute from the books and watch something entertaining. So I watched Young, Famous, and African. I think that's the show's name. It's the one with Kangin Bao and Nadia Nakai and Andile. Also, Andile is such a man. Ah, oh, like, oh my God. He is such a man. But... Let me just, let me get to the point. I was watching the show and there's this lady on the show called Zari, the boss lady. I mean, the name itself just lets you know what we're talking about here. We're talking about a boss lady, okay? Um, Nicki Minaj would go about and sing about it and rap about it and talk about a boss ass bitch. And Zari is definitely that. And I mean that in the most respectful manner possible, you know? Zari is so well-established. She's beautiful. She's confident. You know, that's how she was portrayed in the show. So, like, I'm buying that portrayal, right? Um, And just seeing Zari in action made me realize how much I want to make it in life and how much I want to be successful in life. And let me tell you something, child. I get why people be like, be selective about what you expose yourself to because it can inspire comparison. Because after watching all seven episodes of season one of the series... I was overwhelmed by how much I wanted to succeed and how much I felt like I was not doing enough. I wasn't doing enough to get to the type of life that I want to live. I'm going to insert a voice note that I sent to my best friend so you guys can actually kind of see the distress I was under after watching that series. I just felt like I don't know what's going on. I don't feel like I'm doing enough. But you know, listen, just listen to the voice notes. It's a bit personal, but I want to be real and raw, chair. And I want you guys to understand the importance of being selective about what you expose yourself to, but also understanding that our journeys are, you know, they're different. Also, that's not the point of today's episode. I'm going to get into today's episode, but like, listen to the voice and okay, okay, I'm going to stop rambling. Yo, friends. <sighs> I'm so cool. Like... I'm just up thinking about like and realizing just how badly I want to succeed and how badly I want to make myself proud. And like, yo, <laughs> honestly, I feel so overwhelmed just by like how badly I want to be successful and I want to live a certain way. And like the realization is hitting for me that like this is my last year. And it's driving me a bit crazy because I feel like I'm not doing enough to secure myself and make sure that I live comfortably, you know. And like, yo, bruh, I'm just, I'm just really overwhelmed. I'm just really overwhelmed by like everything. I just, yo, I just don't know, bruh. Honestly, I don't know what to do. Like, I've been trying to find scripture you know to just kind of like answer my questions and like make myself feel a, feel a bit at ease but like honestly I feel like I'm losing my shit I feel like I'm losing my shit I don't know what to do like parts of me like are so afraid of like failure and like 
I want to make it so badly. Ew, I'm even getting emotional. That like parts of me feel like the the downside of like like what what my life will look like if I don't make it. And it's just like overwhelming realizing that I'm the only person that I have. And of course I have you guys, but like in terms of like making it in this life, I am all that I have. And like that fucking scares me. That like really scares me because I just really want to make it. But I just really want to make it. I just don't want to live how I've lived all my life. I don't want to live in poverty anymore. I don't want to struggle. I just want better for myself. And like, it just, it's scaring me how badly I want it. And like, just, it's overwhelming. Just feeling like I'm not doing enough. Just feeling like what I'm, like my best is not enough. And it's scaring me that like, I'm even starting to think like, okay, you know what? Fuck my toiletries. (laughs) Fuck having money in the bank like let me just put everything away and like super save and like I'm just like so scared brah like I'm so scared I'm not succeeding like I can't I can't fail brah like I literally cannot fail like I can't like I can't afford failure I can't afford to not make it honestly I can't hey guys I feel the need to clarify just something quickly. I know that in the voice note, I talk about not buying toiletries and I was tripping. I was violating. That was the emotion speaking. Okay. Like we will never, ever be out here stinking it up. Like that's not the wave. It will never be the wave. Like that's not what we're doing. Okay. The toiletries shall be bought. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. The toiletries shall be bought. I got my bases covered. I'm not just out here. I'm not actually like tripping like that, you know? But I just wanted you guys to understand what I was going through, feeling so overwhelmed by my want to succeed and so underwhelmed by my efforts to reach that, you know. And today I want to talk about money, your relationship with money, being a girl, especially from the uh, I want to talk about money from the perspective of a woman who knows poverty, who knows what it's like to struggle, who knows what it's like for their parents to look them in the face and be like, girl, I don't know what we're going to eat tonight. There's no food in the house. You know, I want to talk about money from that perspective, you know, from the perspective of not having it made, not having parents who have a trust fund waiting for you when you turn 21. Shout out to the trust fund babies, because that's going to be my children, period. My kids will never struggle how I'm struggling, you know, or I've, how I've struggled, you know. Anyway, anyway, without further ado, it's your favorite host, your girl, Zizi Pomkulo. This is episode 13. Season one of the Girl I Didn't Know Either podcast. Let's go. What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason? You know, last night, the 26th of March, 2022, because you guys only be listening to this two weeks later. But... Last night, I just, I was so overwhelmed, guys. I really was overwhelmed by seeing Zari and how successful she was. And she was she was talking about being a billionaire. And that to me was just like, whoa, like, whoa, I want that for myself. Like, I want exactly to be a billionaire. That would be amazing. And if that's what God wants for me, great. I'm not going to say no, you know. But just getting to a place where you're that financially sound, like you have yourself covered financially. That for me is a huge goal. And it's something that I'm working on. 
oh, God is really, you know, we tussle and chair. Me and, me and God are fighting when it comes to money because I feel like he's teaching me so much discipline during this time in my life, going from not having anything to having something that God is growing. And like me kind of wanting to while out with the little bit that I do have and wanting to like buy shit that are going to feed my insecurities. And like God is like, no, 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 no. That, that's not what we're doing But that's going to be a topic for another episode This episode I really just want to focus on money And my relationship with money And how I view it And how my wants to have it in abundance And for it not to be like like an idol in my life For it to just simply be a tool That allows me to experience life on a better level And expose myself to better things It's It's been a struggle you guys It's been a struggle You know last night I felt like such a bum I felt like all my efforts of trying to succeed were just futile. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Zizi? But do better, you know? And I tried to stray from talking to myself like that, but I want it so bad. I want success so bad that, like, sometimes I just get into my head too much and I start to believe that my efforts are not enough. And it's crazy because... I'm in a position now where I'm financially better than I've ever been in my entire life. Don't ask me for no money because I ain't got no money for you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Just have to put that out there. I'm in a place now where God has blessed me so much financially, you know, to a point where I'm actually even able to hire someone, an editor. Like, shout out to my brother Kelechi. Like, we love you. You do amazing. You know, he's part reason why this episode is still here because i just hated editing my podcast um the fact that i get to hire someone to me that's like crazy like i'm someone's employer like her okay but like god has done so much for me financially and i just realized that i was being too hard on myself like i just felt like i was so scared last night and i just had to take a minute to realize that like bro you're doing good my nigga you're doing good like yes like we're kind of starved right now of buying these things that like used to feed us you know fuck it i'm not even gonna save this topic for the next episode i'm gonna just dive into it right now um in, in the q a i talk about like how i went from being a no one my entire life of feeling like a no one to getting to university and being glorified for all these physical things like these physical attributes like my looks the way i put my clothes together and like now i feel like i'm in this place where god is like look girl i didn't put you on this earth to just be pretty and put together pretty outfits i put you on this earth to make change I put you on this earth because there's something inside of you that needs to be released. Someone needs to hear your story. So to all the girls who know what it's like to not have food at home, to all the girls who know what it's like to have a guardian that works in someone's kitchen, cleaning someone else's kitchen, being a domestic worker, shout out to all the domestic workers, shout out to my grandmother because that woman worked fucking hard that woman is a huge part of the reason that i am today but my grandmother was a kitchen girl my mother was a kitchen but my grandmother worked in a white lady's kitchen and shout out to them because they really they still look after my grandmother good people but i know what it's like to be in a house or be born into a situation where it's hard to make the ends to make ends meet I know, I know what it's like to not have pads. I know what it's like to use toilet paper as a, as a pad. I know what it's like to not be able to go to school because you don't have taxi fare. I know what it's like to, mis to feel misplaced in school because everything around you does not look like where you come from. 
sitting next to Jessica, who's popping open like three little lunch boxes with like her lunch being d- divided into like a sandwich, some fruit and candy. And bitch, you ain't got shit. But two slices with margarine on them. I know what it's like to be poor. I know what it's like for it to be in the middle of June and not have any shoes. I know what it's like, dog. I know what it's like to be the bum. I know what it's like to be the duff. I know what it's like for people to look at you and think, oh, she's the she's the poor cousin. I know what it's like. I was that girl for a very long time. Time. I know what it's like to see other kids come back from town with plastics filled with clothes and you have nothing but your mom's words telling you that I'm gonna try my child. I'm trying and, and one day Guzo Lunga. Like like I can remember it like yesterday, just my grandmother talking to this other lady about like how she appreciates how understand I am as a child because I never put I never put pressure on her to buy me things because I just understood the situation at home that we didn't have money. I know struggle, my G. And it's crazy to me because a lot of people look at me and they think, oh, this girl, she grew up soft, big city girl, you know, she had it, she had it made. Nah, nigga. (laughs) No. I know poverty. I know poverty. I know poverty. I know it. I'm exposed to it every time I go back home. There are kids that walk around my streets like with no shoes on and it's raining and it's cold. People are hungry. You know, people are starving. We, we're exposed to it. I bet it's every single time you go to Paper Room Mall, there's someone, there's a beggar asking for something. We're exposed to it. And I think that the reason that I have a pull towards those things, the, the reason why I feel like I have to, I have to help those people because I know what it's like to be in that position to feel like hopeless, to wonder where your next meal is going to come from, to feel like God has forsaken you, to be poor, to be the kid who has the whack outfit on, to be the kid whose hair is not done. I know. To be the kid who the other kids secretly snicker about, like, oh my God, look at her shoes. I remember this one time, it was a sports day at school and I wore like these shoes that I got from my aunt. Cause I have nothing. I remember like a lot of like the camps, the school camps that I'd go on, my aunties would borrow me like pajamas and stuff so I could wear, so I could look like other kids. Like those type of moments grounded me. They made me who I am. And even though it, they were painful, it was painful. It was painful seeing other kids dressed in nicer clothes. It was painful. Like the, dis- like the disparity between myself and other kids was so evident. It was so evident and it caused for adults, even adults, to treat me differently. You know, I could tell that adults didn't have a liking towards me because like, this little bitch poor. <laughs> this little bitch ain't, she ain't drip, she ain't dripping. Okay, she's not, she doesn't have drip. You know, adults used to treat me different. I used to get bullied because I didn't have a great lunch. Well, I'm sorry, my mother can only afford two slices of bread with margarine while my grandmother because when I lived with my mom shit was sweet chow but that's a story for another day but I'm like people used to bully me for shit that I couldn't change or wasn't in control of but on the flip side I had a conversation with a friend and he spoke about how one 
how like it's important for people in in positions that deal with people to be optimistic and really have a passion for what they're doing because it could be that one word that someone speaks over your life that could really be like the foreboding of what your life is going to be like those teachers that tell kids that they'll never amount to anything they don't know what that kid goes home to what if they go home to a father who's a gangster and a mother who's absent who gets abused and and that space where in class where a teacher's supposed to be speaking life into you making you believe that things are possible now you're getting that type of response that you'll never amount to anything and then you go home and everything starts to look like what your teacher said you start to believe it and you start to act from that perspective fuck it i might as well drop out of school and start robbing people because i'll never amount to anything and your teacher doesn't give a fuck what she said to you because nandia pay pelagwenyang I don't care if you kids pop off cuz I'm getting paid at the end of the month. Like it hurts me that that's the type of world that we live in and I'm I know I'm all over the place but give me a second I'm about to make this whole thing make sense. It hurts me that people are not careful about what they say to children. What they people are not careful what they say to you. Because people's words are powerful. Let's talk so we say ilwi miliata loganya amazwi ayatal. You know, what someone speaks over your life can literally become your reality depending on what you've been exposed to. Shout out to Mr. Noble who this one time while I was reading in class was like, "Have you considered being a radio host or a television um or a news anchor?" And I was like, "What the fuck? That's possible for me?" Shout out to Mr. Noble who encouraged me to take part in I Steadfords and you know who nominated me to take part in a, in like this water thing like where like this water arts and culture like show where I won and I was on the newspaper and in the radio on radio shout out to him shout out to him for always seeing me when I didn't see myself cuz it was those moments where he'd pull me aside and be like you're not being yourself right now what's going on those moments where he pulled me higher was like this is for you can do better than this this is not who you are I know who you are. Show up as that woman. Shout out to Mr. Noble, man. Shout out to the angels that God has strategically placed into my life to always remind me of who I am. When I shrink back into a lesser version of myself. I I mentioned Mr. F and Miss Mrs. Elrahi in my video about like um graduation woes. Guys, I mean it when I said that when I say that it's important to have experiences like that that show you who you are. that reminds you of where it is that you can go in life because yeah I went to schools in the burbs and shout out to my mom for that because her removing me from my home situation in the society that I grew up in which was gangsterism ridden crime ridden like her removing me from that situation and only trying to give me the best education possible which she did shout out to my mom I love her for that I I was able to see myself better. Although I was in class sitting right next to Jessica with the three little lunch boxes, you know. I was sitting in class next to Jessica with three little lunch boxes. Like I was a little black girl who had margarine on two slices of bread sitting next to a white hun who would later on in matric get a car. Like those disparities began to shrink. Because I began to see that what she had in comparison to me were a bunch of things. And baby in the Bible it says if you seek first the kingdom of God all those other things shall be added unto you. 
I got goosebumps just saying that. <laughs> so really, when I look back at it now, there was really nothing special about Jessica. Shout out to Jessica. She's a special person. But like I'm trying to say that there was nothing about Jessica that made her better than me. Okay, when we're put into into groups to do a group assignment, Jessica was in that group just as, as confused as I was. Sometimes even more confused than I was. You know, I'm trying to let you know that where you come from doesn't mean shit for where you can go and where you're supposed to go and where you want to go. The world is literally your oyster. And I want you to remember that. This is coming from a girl who once upon a time didn't have had money. I'm telling you that I know struggle. I know poverty. And man, I just had to take a minute, take a break, take a step back and realize that, brah, you come from where you come from, but like you're the type of person now who can talk about, oh, I'm going to put away like a couple thousand rand this month. Bitch, if that's not something to be grateful for, then I don't know what is there to be grateful for. Like, I'm the type of person who comes from where people don't have an emergency savings. And I can think that way. I'm the type of girl who comes from a place where like debt is like this huge cloud hanging over us, but I don't have any and I will not have any. I'm the type of person who where a lot of the graduates in my family had to go back to school after a lot of trial and error. I did it in, in, in sequence. Primary, high school, university. I was the first kid to, to like get a matric, like a matric certificate in my family without having to drop out of school and go back. I'm, I'm the catalyst in my family. I'm the catalyst in my family. I will be the first multimillionaire in my family. I'm going to do big things. And I know you guys are probably tired of hearing this, but I'm hoping that when I tell you that I know poverty and you know poverty and you know struggle, that you see that should she can speak so highly of herself, then why am I not speaking so highly of myself? Why? And I realize that everything that's happened to me in my life, even though painful, even though unfair, even though sometimes I hated God for it, and I wanted to end my life because it was painful and it was dark and I couldn't understand for the life of me, why me? Why me? Everything makes sense now because everything I've been through, I can speak about I can speak on because all those things made me who I am all those things made me who I am lately my friends and I have been talking about like the story in the bible where a master gives three of these slaves I don't know what he gives them but he gives them something I think money or I don't know what it is but he gives them some sort of like currency I'm, I'm not sure what it is not a not a currency commodity that they can that can be multiplied right he gives one slave five the next three and the, the last one one and i was listening to a tdj sermon on yesterday because i was trying to find answers right you hear me in the voice they're talking about like i'm trying to find scripture to just make sense of this td jakes talks about how god blesses us according to our capacity you know he god blesses you according to your capacity and yes the hardship might be huge but then if your hardship is huge, then it must be that the blessings attached to your life are huge as well. There's something that I went through last year, so traumatic. And I was sitting with a friend and she was like, I know that you are supposed to have this, as crazy as it sounds to say this, because the situation is quite grim. But she was like, I know that 
God intended for you, for you to be the person to carry this cross because of how you're handling this thing. Because had it been me, I definitely would have done something stupid. She was alluding to suicide. It hasn't even been a full year since that thing happened to me. And I'm out here. I'm strong. I'm soldiering on. And I have my days where that thing cripples me. Cripples me. But God says he'll, he'll give us peace that surpasses all understanding. And yes, I may not be a millionaire right now. But damn it, bitch. I can put away a couple thou every month. Every month. And be nice. If I'm not reckless with my money. Because I'm a reckless spender and I'm working on it. But I can put away some money every single month. I don't know anyone where I come from who can do that. I don't know anyone in my who where I come from who can be like, let me put away a couple thousand this month. Yeah, I don't really need it like that. I don't. Where I come from, I know that niggas are scrapping for two rand. I know that niggas are scrapping for 15 rand to buy a loaf of bread. It's tough. I ought to be grateful for where the fuck I'm at. I'm sorry, I'm swearing I'm getting passionate. But I ought to be grateful for what I have and who I've become and where I'm going. Because I'm going far. God tells us to be faithful of a few before he, he allows us to be faithful of a many. I used to pray to touch the money that I'm touching this year. Last year, I used to pray for this. And sometimes we get so lost in the source of wanting to achieve more and more and more that we don't become present and just be like, wait a damn minute. I used to pray for this shit. I ought to be grateful that I can think the way that I think. That the, the things that I think are possible for myself, I can even think that way. I can even dream on the scale that I'm dreaming on. Because there are people where I come from who don't even dare to dream. They don't dream. Niggas go to sleep and it's blank. It's dark. Life is real. Life is raw. We ought to be grateful for what we have. We ought to be grateful to, to think of ourselves living past 30 we, we ought to be grateful to think about the possibility of having children. Listen, I'm gladly willing to withstand this stuff because my children will not withstand what I've gone through. If I have a daughter one day, my daughter will never know what it's like to not, ha not have pads. My daughter will never know what it's like to not have taxi fare money to go to school. She'll never know what it's like to have nothing in, in the fridge. She'll never know what it's like to walk barefoot in winter. My children will not know that. I'll make sure of that. Through God, he who strengthens me. Let me tell you something, girl. I'm nothing to be played with. You heard me? Like, I am nothing to be played with. I am going to be a powerhouse. And by the time I have children, I'm going to have something worth giving to my children. That's going to that's gonna just be here for, for generations. I'm looking for longevity, not a quick buck. And longevity is what I will have. Because God is good all the time and all the time. I don't know what this message said to you, spoke to you too. I don't know what I was trying to say with that. There was a lot of twos. But I don't know what this message spoke to in your life. But I hope it spoke to something. I hope it spoke to that voice in your head that tells you that you're not doing enough. I hope it spoke to that, that voice in your head that tells you that you'll never be anything because child, that devil is a liar. You will be everything. Everything that you are meant to be. You just gotta believe it. So if I'm talking to a girl, poverty stricken right now, listen to me, babe. Listen to me. 
who still goes back to Egasi, who still goes back to struggle, who knows what it's like, who hasn't fully escaped it. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. You're going to be fine. You're going to be more than fine. You got this. We got this. I got this. And then God got this. God got us. You're okay, sis. There's hope. There's light. There's God. There's a God. My nigga, there's a God. You will be everything. Everything you were meant to be. And even bigger. Because you know, God, you know God, like he's ways are bigger than our ways. Where you come from does not have anything to do with where you're going. If anything, where you come from prepares you for where you're going. Everything that you've gone through, believe it or not, is preparation for who it is that you're about to become in this world. And if you didn't know that, sis, baby, that's okay. Because girl, shoot, 10 years ago, I didn't know either. That concludes another episode of the Girl I Didn't Know Either podcast. I genuinely hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something that will enrich your lives. And if it did, I'd love to hear all about that. You can direct message me on Instagram at Zizimkulo. That's Z-I-Z-I-M-Q-U-L-O on Instagrizzles. I love you guys and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so, so much for listening and God bless you. But are you willing to compromise within a religion? To compromise? What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason?